Yazare, Miawizo. And welcome to another episode of Afghans Untold Stories. Mm-hmm. And today is another Ophori episode. Yeah. Uh, we will, yeah, we are talking about non history stuff, I guess. Actually, it's, so, yeah. it's got a lot of history well, in it, though. All of them always involve some kind of history. So. Yeah, but you know what I mean. It's not primarily history, it's mm. culture and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're up. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And before I get started, I'm going to say that this episode was actually a request from one of our listeners on Instagram. So, what's her name? Fana. Oh, yeah. Fana. I think her name is Fana. I actually only remember Indigo Palma. Oh, yes, yes. That's like a very... Fana Indigo Palma. Very lovely combination <laughs> of names. Right, right, right. Yeah, so she made this request. And so that's what we are going to look at today. We're looking at um, two particular secret societies in West Africa called the Puro and the Sandy. So um, let me let me dive into it. <clears throat> from the beginning so what mm-hmm. <clears throat> in the first place would define what a secret society is and then that would lead me to a disclaimer that would you know shape the rest of this episode all right so a secret society right is an organization whose members are sworn to secrecy about certain activities that go on within the society right there are some some extreme cases where even the existence of the society is often denied, but this is not the case for this one. But then that that's like the the main idea is that the members are sworn to secrecy about its activities. So there's going to be a lot we do not know because it's not going to be told or yeah. explicitly stated in that sense. So it's, there's a lot of speculative yeah. information that we're going to be diving into, basically. Yeah. So, and and why do they employ secrecy in general? It's, it's because in some cases, they, are, they believe they are guarding certain truths. It could be religious. It could be, you know, societal shaping truths. Or in other cases, to survive suppression or persecution, or to be imposing that suppression or persecution from like a very safe, shadowy place, right? So let's. This is this is this is like basically what a secret society is. What they do, why they exist, in a sense. Now, for for Fana's request, Fana specifically requested um, an episode on the Sunday. But you can't really do an episode on the Sunday without doing, like, without talking about the Puro. So, and to really put the point across of how, you know, epic the Sunday are, I'm going to start with the Puro. Because it would give you an idea of the kind of people we are dealing with. And then we'll lean into the Sunday. All right? Is that cool? Mm-hmm. Great. Okay. So... Let me start. So the Poro, uh, they are an, they are an association, basically, that is composed mainly of men. So in, in our post, I, I sort of made a joke that they are like the, their version of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, right? But then they are, oh, I, I knew mention where they're from. So they, 
They're from the Mende tribe of Sierra Leone and some parts of Liberia. I don't know if you have anything on that that you want to tell people. Mm. So both both societies are from the same um, ethnic group yeah. in those two countries. Yes, 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 indeed. Yeah, so the Poro, I'm going to like talk about them broadly. The Poro is filled mainly with men. And I'm saying mainly, not only. I'll explain that later. <laughs> right? But the Sunday is mm-hmm. only women. Right? So, I'm going to dive into it. So, so uh-huh. um, it's like Illuminati if Illuminati was gendered. Yeah, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> basically, right. Okay, so I'm going to start off with the Poro. So, the and uh, these two groups, basically, they've been believed to be in existence for over 500, over, over 500 years, basically. Because the first report... Or the first time they were reported or mentioned in anything was by a German chronicler who worked in Lisbon. So in, in some cases, people assume he's, 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 he's from Lisbon. But his name is Valentin Fernandez. And he mentioned that in one of his visits to the West Coast, he saw certain parts of the village or certain houses, certain areas in the forest where only men could enter which was like one of the first indications of what these groups are, uh, what the Puro is. And this was confirmed by another guy much later who also made specific reference to certain rituals that were performed and involved only men in that, in that scenario. So the Puro in, in this sense, like I mentioned, is filled with all men, right? But then the idea or the reason they exist, right? It seems to be based on a certain ideology that they are leaders who nobody really knows. <laughs> Let me get that across. They are leaders who nobody really knows seem to sort of, in, sort of have inherited certain secrets from their ancestors that helps them subdue dangerous and volatile spirits that are living among us. And these secrets help them control and maintain a balance between the spiritual and human interaction, like the world's interaction. Clear? Okay. Um, so, so um, a couple of things. So first, when you, when you mentioned that the whole thing about uh, forests where some, where only men are allowed, they actually rang a bell. Mm-hmm. Um, went for a uh, trip once, a work trip, went to the eastern region and we went to tour some place and um, eastern region, I mean eastern region of Ghana. Uh-huh. And we <laughs> got to this place and the tour guide was, like he pointed at a tree. So it was on basically on the edge of a forest. Mm-hmm. And he pointed at a tree and he said, um, this particular tree, women are not allowed to touch it. Wow. Or, well, it's not like you're not allowed. Nobody will stop you from touching it. But he's like, women are not supposed to touch the tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, so why would what happen if women touch the tree? I don't quite remember what he said would happen. Whether Yes, yes. If a woman touches a tree, she wouldn't be able to give birth. If she touches the tree, she wouldn't be able to give birth again. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was a very interesting subject. Yeah. I, I was wondering, I was like, is there some sort of scientific background to it or is there a superstition? Like maybe the tree secretes something that harms a woman's yeah. ability to reproduce or something. I or... I don't know. I mean, actually, I don't know. Maybe some, some sort of thing that's like, 
yeah renders them it's, it's interesting yeah infertile yeah, in yeah. that sense yeah because i feel like usually these these things when they kick off there is usually um some sort of um scientific background to them before mm-hmm. they end up becoming merely traditional merely belief yeah 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 hey it's, it's actually possible that you would see traces of that later when we discuss the the sandy stuff like that is going to crop up mm-hmm. yeah Okay. All right. So, so mm-hmm. um, the Poro, so um, the guard, or their their leaders are believed to guard um, secrets related to some kind of spirits. Yes. Some so s- they can protect, yeah, their people from these spirits. So yeah. secret Avengers. Basically, yeah. <laughs> more like, it's, yeah. It's, it's even more like. Uh, uh, what's it called? Like Doctor Strange and his people, the ones that are guarding. Like oh, right, 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 right. Um, the sorcerers. Yes, <laughs> basically something um, like that, right? So okay. that's 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 the known ideology behind their existence, and they've, like I said, they've existed for years. Like even as early as fifteen oh six, we've seen that references were made to these people. And but then these references were made by um, Europeans by who had Europeans. observed them. So meaning the native people had seen them longer. So they longer. could have been around from for, like the 1200s. Exactly. For over, like there was, there was even a source that said they may have been there for as long as the people existed in that region. Because if the so-called ancestors subdued the spirits back in the day, then they started passing down the secrets from way back then. And that might have that might have been what sparked the formation of that society. So there's a chance they have been there for way more than what we know. Mm. It's just not right, clearly right. documented in the sense. Yeah. So mm. if you one thing that characterizes the so like I said, these leaders are supposedly in control or know how to subdue these spirits, right? So in the in those areas you'd see these leaders and we put those pictures up on the social so that's what you see with the masks and the raffia costumes where they are sort of impersonating the spirits right and oh that's why the masks look scary yes that's why the masks look scary and that's that's is basically what like it shows how like in some of the rituals they get pretty violent like there are some very violent displays over there that show how you know crazy the things they are dealing with are and like how much like basically a testament to how much power these secrets they know have in helping them protect you know (laughs) the community from stuff like that right and the Mm -hmm. the secrets they hold also pertain to certain rituals that they they believe came from god or from like the god you worship on how to prepare yeah, yeah. supreme being yes their supreme being and in this case i think it's called it's spelled l-e-v-e in some of the sources i don't know how to pronounce that maybe leve maybe leave i don't know i don't know but probably leve leve yeah so leve sounds better to me but then yeah so it it, it sort of prescribes certain things they need to prepare adolescent boys for manhood it's so, so it's sort of like um puberty right in, in a sense right so yeah. there are certain things they need to do to prepare young upcoming men and shape them into proper men so 
they because of that right in certain communities or like basically in the past almost all the men in the community undergo that initiation and it's it involves okay yeah so it involves them and sometimes it's involuntary because there are reports of them actually like mass kidnapping young boys only for a few years let me let me stay right. <laughs> for like two to five years right but the, the thing right. the thing so, is that <laughs> yeah oh okay go on what's the question all right so i was going to ask if they are if they're having to mass kidnap people that means that um the whatever process they're doing their the rights the puberty rights it must not be something that is very pleasant let's say lovely no <laughs> of course not yeah so what what do they do what do they do so at these puberty rights what we know is that there's a certain portion of the forest area and this goes back to what the first guy mentioned there's a certain portion of the forest area which is seen as a school, in quotes, where they take these young men over there, they teach them. So according to what I've read, the Puro elders instruct them and teach them on some stuff they are supposed to know as upcoming men, which pertains to anything from like um, reproductive health to... <laughs> to how to be subservient to the leaders because the leaders are very interact like they are playing a special role in keeping you know dangerous spirits at bay they also undergo this is where it gets pretty gruesome they undergo like very severe tasks where in it's, it's reported that some some of them even die and when that happens they just up and bury them in the forest and come and report to their parents that the, the children didn't make it. Wait, 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 hold on. What kind of tasks do they do? Did, do we have any details on that? The no. severe tasks you're talking about that kill some of them? We don't know. Not really. It's it's like, it's been hinted as like physically taxing things. Like perhaps, so imagine like um, if you enlist in the army, you know the sort of gruesome things you have to do to sort of yeah, build up your strength at least and with the army the the death rate for the training is very very low it's like what one percent or under one percent yes but from the way you're mentioning this it's like if someone dies oh unfortunately yeah, it's like, make uh, it. yeah it's one of those anyway yeah like that sort of situation exactly <laughs> like uh anyway yeah. so but it, it sounds like they have a higher death percentage yes but it's i mean we don't know the exact figures but the thing is, like, okay. most of the parents are not exactly opposed to it because they've gone through it themselves. They know what it is. So, in a, in, in, in a sense, you sort of, like, have been preparing your child for such a task. You don't tell him it's happening or it's going to happen explicitly. But then there are subtle ways. So, the kids ways. don't know when it is happening. Yeah, they, as in, they don't know when it will happen. Because the Poro meets and decide okay. when it happens. Yeah, I'll, I'll get into the organization later. I'll just, we're just talking to... Yeah, so but I know basically at the ground level, almost every male is a part of that secret society. In fact, if you, if you, if you, okay. if you are parents or you choose not to undergo that, you are basically not seen as a member of the society. You're not seen as a productive member. You cannot join any political group. You cannot join anything. You can't even get married. In that society, because in their minds, you haven't transitioned into adulthood yet. You are just a kid, right? Hey. <laughs> yes, 
That's how they see it. And the problem and the, also the influence the leaders have in the community, it's, it's so, um, it's so, it's so far reaching that some of the Europeans actually assumed that they were the true, like they were the true leaders of those societies, even though they had chiefs and sub-chiefs of those in those areas. Any, right, any right. big so, decision like, that had to be made had to have a poro meeting to, for it to be, for it to happen. And, right. So, in, so, so, so like a legitimate, like actual shadow government. Basically. No one knows who their leaders are. Exactly. And it's like in the, when the British were around, right? In around, in eight, like around 1898. Just let me give you an example of how powerful they are. Around 1898, the, British protectorate and that time they imposed a hat tax like HUT hat hat tax on certain mm-hmm. villages and it was obviously not met with like it wasn't a welcome thing right and within a week Brian within a week <laughs> there were simultaneous attacks on all the outposts all the British outposts that led to the killing and like only a few of the officers escaped and with how well planned and how like sudden the attack was in just a week like reports later showed that there was a secret poro meeting which led to a declaration of war and the sign they used to declare the war was bent palm leaves like some of the officers the ones that survived Mm. reported seeing that around they didn't know what it meant but all the guys in the village knew what it meant it was a, a call to war and instantly, they turned the whole thing around. <laughs> like that- I like how this is like the the British would know that okay, so there are these group of people who are causing this, so let's go and arrest them. But then it's like, who are these who, group of people? exactly? Like and no one can answer. <laughs> <laughs> no one can answer, and they just like sit down there. It's crazy, right? So, um. Any any other important thing about the poor before we move on to the Sunday? No, I I, I think like this this I'm just trying to paint an idea of how powerful the poor are, right? And then okay, so that was that was back then, yeah. Yes, so back right then. Right now, in today's time, how powerful are the poor? In today's time, they are still very relevant because in positions of polit like in political positions down to the sub level, there are still poor members. There was an incident where. A particular government official that they claimed was not putting the people first got attacked. His house bent down, and the policeman who arrested the perpetrators said he was also a part of the poro. He knows why they did it, so he's going to you know make sure that they pay the price for what they did, right? But yeah, that's who just like, paid the price, the Puru? No, basically the henchman. Because he cannot, he doesn't even know who the leaders are to go making any arrests. It's just the people okay, he caught. So, <laughs> is it that the, the, the politician, was he a member of the society? Oh, like almost, it's like in certain parts of the town, almost all the men are members of the society at at least the base level. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, 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 okay. So, this is kind of like in the Mende heartland, yes. the heartland of the in the heartlands, the, basically, yeah, yes. ethnic groups. Yeah, almost and almost everyone there is a member. Yeah, you know, African politics, if you basically if you, if you go against that group, you are losing the election. <laughs> so, you understand. Mm. So, it's hard to deal with them in 
in in all honesty let me put it that way right so that's okay. that's about how powerful the poro are now the if i'm if i'm going to drift to the sunday at this point right i i i wanted to do that with the poro because usually people see the sunday as or like a female a, a female version of the poro basically right it sort of takes yeah, away that was my thinking as well yeah it sort of like it, when i started researching on them it's, it looked like that at first but you get deeper and you realize that the roles they play are significantly different and the influence they hold like stands on their own so much so that i mentioned the poro were mainly men right it's because certain Sunday leaders are actually a member of, uh, actually members of the Puro Council. <laughs> In a, an organization that's for only men, there are some Sunday leaders that are part of the council. Interesting. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so, so let me dive into the Sunday now. And I'm pretty sure this is where some people get excited, right? So the Sunday, well, the similarities between the Sunday and the Puro are the, the fact that their leaders are also believed to hold secrets, right? That keep some spirits at bay. But theirs is in like different applications. So theirs is in, they know secrets that pertain to certain things like midwifery and medicine, like herbal medicine. They, their priestesses know how to heal a lot of things, purported to know how to even heal infertility or cause infertility, stuff like that, right? And another similarity is the fact that they also undergo initiation rites for the females in the town. It took me a moment to realize you mentioned cause infertility. <laughs> like, why would they? Why would why they? Are they why, why would they be causing infertility in some way? Like some kind of punishment. Basically, and it's, this is because it's believed that when it comes to matters of, um, like, female reproduction. And everything that has to do with that, like reproduction, fertility, even marriages, marriages and family alliances, those are all in the jurisdiction of the Sunday. So they hold a certain level of influence in the, in the sense that for, and it's like, it's, it's very prestigious or in the past, it was really prestigious to be a member of the Sunday. Oh, and before I go on and make it look like they are an all nice thing, their initiation rights also have some very weird things, which include a clitoridectomy. Let me guess. Which is oh, okay, you've already started. Popularly No no repeat, repeat. Which 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 includes restart? Which includes a clitoridectomy. Which is fancy I already know what that is. Yes, we we do. <laughs> which is which is basically female circumcision or female genital mutilation, right? We'll, we'll come back yeah. to this later. It, it popped up in recent times. And so we'll come back to this later. So like I was, I was, I was going on to say that marriage, marriage affairs, female reproduction, everything is handled by them. They, they basically socialize the adolescents into, into women. That's what they are believed to do. And they, they teach them like the concepts of solidarity like female solidarity. Like basically they are in my head one of the first people to initiate the whole feminism thing. <laughs> because apparently they are taught how to treat men, how to treat abusive men. They are even taught medicines and certain things that they can use to kill their husbands should they 
try to be abusive. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it gets very wild. <laughs> it gets very wild. Like, they are taught certain concoctions to... Bro. If their husbands are trying to, like... If their husbands are fooling around, like, I mean... It's not like polyamorous relationships were not allowed, right? But if your husbands <clears> are starting to not, like, they're starting to not like them, certain way, they are taught certain concoctions to bring your husband's heart back to you. If he's abusive, you can actually use some certain things to kill him. And honestly, if it happens and the Sunday know that he was this, like, this is why, this is why you did it. They actually stand with you in the traditional court. It's an amazing thing. Like, it's it's so crazy that there was there was a report somewhere that there was a young man who was accused of abusing um, a Sunday woman, like a Sunday, like a Sunday woman, yeah, a young Sunday yeah, woman. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, in the traditional court, like a heated argument started, and then the man made a mistake, and basically this, like, he insulted. He, he made certain comments that were negative in describing the lady's physique or, you know, feminine features. And instantly, yeah. like, according to the person who detailed this report, like, instantly there was, like, this sort of, like, everybody knew that the guy is losing the case just because he spoke against, <laughs> like, he's, he made comments that were deemed insulting to a Sunday woman. All the Sunday leadership, like to a point where the chiefs, even the chief presiding over the case, who is most definitely a member of the Puro or at least a powerful member of society, could not go against the, the wishes of the Sunday women. And so they had to find a guy guilty just because he insulted a lady. Like they don't know if he did it or not. Interesting. <laughs> he just, it's crazy, right? Interesting. So in, in, I mean, with this thing you've mentioned, when was it, when did it happen? Oh, that was somewhere in the report came out in 1984 in a journal in 1984. So it happened okay. like prior to so, that. Yeah. So right now, in right now we're in the 21st century in the 2010s. Yeah. Oh, actually now we're in the 2020s. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But um, what is um, what 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 kind of what kind of influence and power do they still hold? Okay, yeah. So I'm going to point to two cases or three. Let me let me make it three. Three cases where in recent times. You don't sense, have to point to all three cases. <laughs> okay, maybe. Point to the most relevant the one, like two, the one that's most, you know. The two relevant out. ones. Yeah, who, which, which brings out. So there was a, there's a lady called Ruth Berry Peel. That's her name. Who made some who, who who was like there was a traditional court hearing against her for speaking against the sunday woman and the ruling was that she gets forcibly initiated because she had an argument with one of the initiates right and being okay. forcibly initiated basically means you have to undergo a clitoridectomy as one of the the <laughs> <laughs> one no, of the let's say fgm or something <laughs> no, i've tried to make it okay fine so basically she had to get get uh, she had to undergo fgm or she had to be circumcised, female bro. circumcised. Say the word, you won't die <laughs> female circumcision right and it, uh -huh. it got carried out 
that's the that's the weird part. It got carried out. And I mean, right now it's, it's recent times, right? So she sued. She actually sued the people who did this to her, and won the court case. Like sued in a proper court. Sued in a proper court. Like a, yes. Sued okay. in a proper court. Won the court case. Right. And the people mm-hmm. were convicted, but never arrested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that sounds like an African thing. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> yeah, it it it's crazy. That's one case, and there was another case where, which is like what really brought them to light. There's a journalist called May Azonga, or is that Azango? May Azango, right? Who brought a case to? She wrote a paper and she wrote an article in a paper that basically said growing pains the and exposed what the the like the the circumcisions and the things they've been doing in the forest to young girls apparently they are at, in the particular village you wrote about they are taking it too far they were even taking people less than adolescent ages like three-year-old girls and stuff and letting them undergo the procedure she had she basically had to flee the country with her daughter because she knew if she had gotten caught, she would have been forcibly initiated. The police and the government promised her protection. After like Amnesty International and some other international organizations got involved and pressured the government, they promised her protection, but it was just like word of mouth. Oh, we will protect you. But then there was actually mm. nothing done to protect her like physically. So she had to flee the country. That's how still like deeply ingrained in society right. they are yeah. their practices and beliefs are okay yeah okay so to wrap up this episode i have a couple of questions yeah um the first one is i don't imagine a lot of people are on board with all of these secret societies Mm-mm. so especially in this modern era yeah um with more openness and uh, more western science mm-hmm. and more christianity and islam yeah and more human rights kind of thing Mm -hmm. so um i mean obviously not everyone would be behind and even less people be behind it than were in the past yeah so um what kind of i mean so right now the way you've described these societies i actually imagine that they have more influence in the rural areas as opposed to the urban areas. Urban areas, areas in, yes, exactly. Yes, in these more countries. Traditional they do yeah, have some influence settings. in the urban areas as well. Because like I said... Yeah, but it wouldn't be as strong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, what what do people do? What do people do um, against them like are there any kind of attempts to end these secret societies or anything of that sort that's the problem it's hard to deal with like i said i mentioned some in some cases you go against them you're losing an election so the person you need to actually spark some things is afraid to do that that's one two it's 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 hard to put a stop it's hard to put a stop to something when you don't know which people are really behind it. Like, you know the people who do the dirty work, but you don't know the, the true leaders, the main strength pullers in the sense, right? Okay, yeah. So, so it's, it's, right. it's hard to go against them, and especially because when you publicly declare it as well, like the sort of lash, like the sort of, you know, 
lashback you get from their their people. Did you just say lashback instead of backlash? <sighs> wow, backlash. Yes, the sort of ba- <laughs> I knew something was wrong there, but I was like, huh, <laughs> let's do that. <laughs> the sort of like backlash you get from like the public. I mean, or at least the affectionate, the people who still side with them. Yeah, 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 yeah. So essentially, if you're a politician and you you come out and say we are going to do something about these guys, it doesn't really oh yeah for your career. Yeah, it really wouldn't. And that it's not just like you're losing an election. Yeah, like your house might get burnt down. You might get like it's it's just unsafe. Generally, oh, wow, it's weird. And it's like the person, you are, the people you're relying to protect you. Maybe the policeman, he's also a poor. You don't know. Like you just don't know. <laughs> you don't. You you, you understand. So. It's hard. It's, it's just it's just hard unless you root out the main leaders. I don't I don't see how it's maybe it'll phase out eventually, but they yeah, still but exist for now. For as long as yeah, you can imagine they still exist they and they are very very influential, especially in like the rural areas, the Mende heartlands that you mentioned. Okay, right. so. <clears throat> I'm actually seeing that the the um the poro like I did a quick Google search and the poro I'm seeing that they they uh, they go as far as even um what do you call that country Ivory Coast just yeah 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 Ghana. yeah yeah because I think because when I saw it, they said the whole Niger Congo language family they sort of like have membership in some of those areas like I. I, yeah, I saw so. that, yeah. But this is where they originated from, like specifically from the Mende. Sierra Leone. Yeah, Sierra Leone, Liberia. Mm. Oh, okay. Start going out there. So is the one one very interesting one very interesting thing is um for at least for those of us who grew up watching, you know, African movies. <laughs> yeah. The images of the Poro are quite disturbing. and the Poro in the Sunday and like the the masks and the pictures. I don't know. There's something about the way that they pose in the pictures are taken for for them. Like, yeah. I don't know if it's because most of the time it's after like a festival or it's some kind of um, after an initiation rite or something. They look like they look dead inside. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like they, it's like there's no life behind those eyes. <laughs> yes. Like like they've seen something or they've done something. Yeah. And like. It, it's this is actually very it, it's a very nice thing you pointed out that most 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 of the people described the boys that go into the initiation so when they come out it's like a shell you knew filled with something you didn't know that's how they describe them it's like they have a that very different persona when they come out of that forest that school where the initiation occurred it's it's really wild okay yeah interesting um so 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 um just so the poor and the sunday are two secret societies in yeah. west africa but then um there are other ones oh this 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 is not a question by the oh, way yeah. i mean there are um, definitely other ones <laughs> even in Sierra Leone, alone <laughs> like we more yeah yeah yeah. yeah, there's the Leopard Society. Yes, there's the and the Shebro Medicinal Society. There's even a, a like even if we go down all the way down along the west coast, you'd see like the I mentioned the Mami Water. There seems to be like a secret society yeah. behind that as well. Because I mean, come on, 
It's like some guys just get money and stop having you know sexual relations with all females. There has to be a, a reason. There has to be something behind mm. it, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there are a lot of even in West Africa alone, there are lots of them. Mm. Okay. So um what do you call them? All right, so I think that's we are going to wrap it up at this point. Yeah. Uh, for the episode. Yeah. The very interesting thing about this entire episode is that we've spent like thirty-eight-ish minutes, and um, we still don't actually. You haven't really told us what's why they exist and what they actually protect, yeah, <laughs> people from, so to speak, in the activities and stuff. But I guess. The whole point of a secret society is that it is secret. Secret, yes. There are speculations, but then they are all secret, yeah. unconfirmed. So yeah, secret. I would rather not dive all into right. those, else it would never come out. All right, yeah. all right. Okay, I guess that's it for today's episode. Mm-hmm. Um, next episode is we're going back to regular history stuff. Yay. Yay. <laughs> oh, but thanks, mm-hmm. thanks to. Fana for the request. I hope we get more requests like this because this was pretty fun to do. Honest. Yeah, we have yeah. Mm-hmm. We have a we have a few requests yeah. as well. So we'll do that. Alright. <clears throat> okay. So um that's it for today's episode. Remember to follow us on Instagram at Africa's Untold Stories and on Twitter at at Africa's underscore untold S. Great. Yeah. Um yeah, and um like and share the podcast. Mm-hmm. Please. <laughs> Alright, so <laughs> um right, so till next time. Peace. Peace.